Section 19 of Mary Schweidler, The Amber Witch. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Mary Schweidler, The Amber Witch by Wilhelm Meinhold. Translated by Lucy Duff Gordon. Chapter 24. How in my presence the devil fetched old Lizzie Colkin. When I recovered from my above-mentioned swoon, I found my host, his wife, and my old maid standing over me and pouring warm beer down my throat. The faithful old creature shrieked for joy when I opened my eyes again, and then told me that my daughter had not suffered herself to be racked, but had freely confessed her crimes and filed herself as a witch. This seemed pleasant news to me in my misery, inasmuch as I deemed the death by fire to be a less heavy punishment than the torture. Howbeit when I would have prayed I could not, whereat I again fell into heavy grief and despair, fearing that the Holy Ghost had altogether turned away his face from me. Wretch man that I was! And albeit the old maid, when she had seen this, came and stood before my bed and began to pray aloud to me. It was all in vain, and I remained a hardened sinner, but the Lord had pity upon me, although I deserved it not, insomuch that I presently fell into a deep sleep and did not awake until next morning, when the prayer bell rang, and then I was once more able to pray, whereat I greatly rejoiced and still thank God in my heart. When my ploughman Klaus Niels came in and told me that he had come yesterday to tell me about my oats, seeing that he had gone them all in and that the constable came with him who had been to fetch old Lizzie Colkin. Inasmuch as the honorable high court had ordered her to be brought up for trial, hereat the whole village rejoiced but Rhea herself laughed and shouted and sang and told him and the constable by the way for the constable had let her get up behind for a short time that this should bring great luck to the sheriff they need only bring her up before the court and in good sooth she would not hold her tongue within her teeth but that all men should marvel at her confession that such a court as that was a laughing stock to her and that she spat salvavania upon the whole brotherhood etc upon hearing this i once more felt a strong hope and rose to go to old lizzie but i was not quite dressed before she sent the impudent constable to beg that i would go to her with all speed and give her the sacrament seeing that she had become very weak during the night i had my own thought on the matter and followed the constable as fast as i could though not to give her the sacrament as indeed anybody may suppose but in my haste i weak old man that i was forgot to take my witnesses with me for all the misery i had hereto suffered had so clouded my senses that it never once came into my head None followed me save the impudent constable, and it will soon appear how dead this villain had given himself over body and soul to Satan to destroy my child, whereas he might have saved her. For when he had opened the prison, it was the same cell wherein my child had first been shut up. We found old Lizzie lying on the ground on a truss of straw with a broom for a pillow. 
as though she were to fly to hell upon it, as she no longer could fly to Blokula. So that I shuddered when I caught sight of her. Scarce was I come in, and when she cried out fearfully, I'm a witch, I'm a witch, have pity upon me, and give me the sacrament quick, and I will confess everything to you. And when I said to her, Confess then, she owned that she, with the help of the sheriff, had contrived all the witchcraft in the village, and that my child was an innocent thereof as the blessed son in heaven. Howbeit the sheriff had the greatest guilt inasmuch as he was a warlock and a witch priest, and had a spirit far stronger than hers, called the dame, which spirit had given her such a blow on the head in the night as she should never recover. This same Dudaim was that had racked up the crops, heaped sand over the amber, made the storm, and dropped the frog into my daughter her lap, it um, carried off her old good man through the air. And when I asked her how that could be, seeing that her good man had been a child of God until very near his end, and much given to prayer, albeit I had indeed marveled why he had other thoughts in his last illness she answered that one day he had seen her spirit which she kept in a chest in the shape of a black cat and whose name was kit and had threatened that he would tell me of it whereupon she being frightened had caused her spirit to make him so ill that he despaired of ever getting over it Thereupon she had comforted him, saying that she would presently heal him if he would deny God, who, as he well saw, could not help him. This he promised to do, and when she had straightway made him quite hardy again, they took the silver which I had scrapped of the new sacrament cup and went by night down to the seashore, where he had to throw it into the sea with these words. When this silver returns again to the chalice, then shall my soul return to God. Whereupon the sheriff, who was by, rebaptized him in the name of Satan and called him Jack. He had had no sponsor save only herself, old Lizzie. Moreover, that on St. John's Eve, when he went with them to Blokula for the first time, the Heronburg was their Blokula. They had talk of my daughter, and Sen himself had sworn to the sheriff that he should have her, for that he would show the old one, wherewith the villain man got what he could do, and that he would make the carpenter's son sweat for vexation. Fee upon thee, thou art villain, that thou couldst thus speak of my blessed saviour. Whereupon her old good men had grumbled, and as they had never rightly trusted him, the spirit the dame one day flew off with him through the air by the sheriff's order. Seeing that her own spirit called Kit was too weak to carry him, that the same the dame had also been the woodpecker who afterwards ties my daughter and all paths to spot with his cries in order to ruin her. But that the giant who had appeared on the stacklebird was not a devil, but the young lord of Melithin himself, as her spirit Kit had told her. 
and this she said was nothing but the truth whereby she would live and die and she begged me for the love of god to take pity upon her and after her repentant confession to speak forgiveness of her sins and to give her the lord's supper for that her spirit stood there behind the stove grinning like a rogue because he saw that it was all up with her now but i answered i would not sooner give the sacrament to an old sow than to thee thou accursed witch who not only didst give over thine own husband to sin but hast likewise tortured me and my poor child almost unto death with pains like those of hell before she could make any answer a loathsome insect about as long as my finger and with a yellow tail crawled in under the door of the prison when she espied it she gave a yell such as i never before heard and never wished to hear again for once when i was in celestia in my youth i saw one of the enemy's soldiers spare a child before its mother's face and i thought that a fearful shriek which the mother gave but her cry was child's play to the cry of the old lizzie all my hair stood on Anne, and her own red hair grew so stiff that that it was like the twigs of the broom whereon she lay and then she howled that is the spirit the dame whom the accursed sheriff has sent to me the sacrament for the love of god the sacrament i will confess a great deal more i have been a witch these thirty years the sacrament now the sacrament while she thus bellowed and flung about her arms and legs the loathsome insect rose into the air and buzzed and whisked about her where she lay in so much that it was fearful to see and to hear and this she devil called by turns on god on her spirit kid and on me to help her till the insect all of a sudden darted into her open jaws whereupon she straightway gave up the ghost and turned all black and blue like blackberry i heard nothing more save that the window rattled not very loud but as though one had thrown a pea against it whereby a straightway perceived that sin had just flowed through it with her soul may the all-merciful god keep every mother's child from such an end for the sake of jesus christ our blessed lord and saviour amen as soon as i was somewhat recovered which however was not for a long time inasmuch as my blood had turned to ice and my feet were as stiff as a stake i began to call out after the impudent constable but he was no longer in the prison thereat i greatly marvelled seeing that i had seen him there but just before the vermin crawled in and straightway i suspected no good as indeed it turned out for when at last he came upon my calling him and i told him to let this carrion be carted out which had just died in the name of the devil he did as though he was amazed and when i desired him that he would bear witness to the innocence of my daughter which the old hag had confessed on her deathbed he pretended to be yet more amazed and said that he had heard nothing this went through my heart like a sword and i leaned against a pillar without 
where I where I stood for a long time. But as soon as I was come to myself, I went to Dom Consul, who was about to go to use them, and already sat in his coach. At my humble prayer, he went back into the judgment chamber with the Camerarius and the Scriba. Whereupon I told all that had taken place, and how the wicked constable denied that he had heard the same. But they said that I talked a great deal of nonsense beside, among other things, that all the little fishes had swum into the fold to release my daughter. Nevertheless, Don Consul, who often shook his head, sent for the impudent constable and asked him for his testimony. But the fellow pretended that as soon as he saw that old Lizzie wished to confess, he had gone away, so as not to get any more hard words, wherefore he had heard nothing. Hereupon I, as Dom Consul afterwards told the pastor of Benz, clenched my fist and answered, What thou art rogue, didst thou not crawl about the room in the shape of a reptile? whereupon he would hearken to me no longer thinking me distraught nor would he make the constable take an oath but left me standing in the midst of the room and got into his coach again neither do i know how i got off into the room but next morning when the sun rose and i found myself lying in bed at master sip his alehouse the whole cases seemed to me like a dream Neither was I able to rise but lay abed all the blessed Saturday and Sunday, talking all manner of alotria. It was not till towards evening on Sunday when I began to vomit and threw up green bile. No wonder that I got somewhat better. About this time, Pastor Benzensis came to my bedside and told me how distractedly I had borne myself but so comforted me from the word of God that I was once more able to pray for my heart. May the merciful God reward my dear gossip, therefore, at the day of judgment. For prayer it's almost as brave as comforter as the Holy Ghost himself from whom it comes, and I shall ever consider that so long as a man can still pray, his misfortunes are not unbearable even though in all else his flesh and his heart faileth psalm seventy three end of section nineteen